It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Welcome to CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union and the Blue Jackets coming off a very disappointing loss last night to the Chicago Blackhawks two to nothing the final score the Blue Jackets for as much offense as they were able to find on Tuesday they couldn't find any in the game last night I'll tell you more about it right after I tell you about Telhio Credit Union you know Telhio Credit Union they started putting people ahead of profits all the way back in 1934. That's a long time ago. And ever since then, it's just become what they do. And they can help you. Maybe you don't know that yet, but I can tell you how you can find out if they can help you and probably find out that they can help you. Just go to their website at tellhio.org, surf around, click on the different tabs, look at what their services are, what they have, what perks they provide that maybe where you have your money right now, they don't provide those same perks. That's all you have to do. Just look at it, find the information. If you can't find everything that you need, there's a live chat option on the right-hand side of the screen during business hours. But give them a chance to make their pitch to you just by going to their website. And then the question for you is, why keep your money in a regular bank when you can put it in a credit union that'll put you ahead of everything else? Telhio Credit Union, find them on the web at telhio.org. Yes, a very disappointing game for the Blue Jackets last night. I thought they came out and they played much better in the first period than we've seen recently. And they were doing a lot of good things. First of all, they got out of their own end much easier than they have in recent games. That was a good thing. Uh, They generated scoring opportunities. That's a good thing. But they just couldn't get the puck in the net. And they were facing a different Chicago goaltender for the first time this year. The first five games that they faced Chicago in, Kevin Lankinen was the goaltender. This time, it was Malcolm Subban. And Subban, yes, he got lucky with a couple of posts, but he made the saves that he had to make. And that's the bottom line. He did that when he had to do it. First period, I thought was very good by the Blue Jackets. I thought they set a pretty good tone. It was 0-0 after one. In the second period, they did get hemmed in their own end a fair amount of that period. Uh, They did struggle with Chicago. Chicago, I thought, was the better team in the second period of the game. But still, when it was over... It was a 0-0 game. And even as the players said afterwards, they felt that in the third period, it was one goal that was going to decide the game one way or the other. And that's exactly the way that it worked out. And to nobody's surprise, not mine anyway, it was Patrick Kane that wound up with the puck on his stick. Jonas Corposalo came out, tried to cut down the angle on him, but Patrick Kane scored. He gets his 10th of the year, his 31st point of the year for the Chicago Blackhawks and they go up one to nothing and the Blue Jackets still had time and they still had opportunities and they still put the puck on net and Subban still made the saves that he needed to make. And eventually the Blue Jackets just basically ran out of time. They had power play chances, didn't look bad, created opportunities all night long, but just couldn't get the job done. The empty netters set the final score at two to nothing and the Blue Jackets finish a homestand where they wind up losing three out of four games. 
And it's a, uh, and, and even though they lost the first one against Chicago in overtime, right now is the time they need points. And they know that they need points. And they know it's imperative that they get points. And they weren't able to get any points in that game last night. Now, again, you can go through that game and, and I could go through and I could pick out several different options or several different things, I should say, that were really good. Things that they did better last night than they have been doing in recent games. But the end result is they still lose the game. Did they create enough pressure on Malcolm Subban? Did they get enough screens in front of him? Did they make his life difficult in last night's game? Not difficult enough is the answer to that question. So the Blue Jackets lose the game. And, and But this is one loss where I feel like they don't have to come out of it saying, you know, who are we? What's our identity? All of that stuff. But they do have to start winning games. So it really becomes a fine line with that, doesn't it? I think it does. It becomes a fine line. Emil Bemstrom was put back in the lineup last night. I, you know, I don't even know what to say about Emil Bemstrom anymore, to be completely honest with you. I've gotten to the point where I feel bad for the kid because I feel when I'm, I'm watching him play from afar and I feel like he is so nervous and he doesn't want to make a mistake and he doesn't want to get himself in a position where he's going to be out the next game, but yet he puts himself in a position where he's going to be out the next game. Is it because he's skating nervous? Is it because the NHL game is still too much for him right now? He's still trying to make the adjustments and he's still not making those adjustments. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I do know that putting him in last night to me, he didn't look any different than the last time that he played. And that's not a good thing because he needs to find some confidence. He needs to, he needs to become an NHL player and you know, the pressure is on him. I'm sure it's not easy for him at all. He's got a big shot. I didn't see him really taking that shot last night. I, I, again, from upstairs, I thought he was nervous. I thought he was looking to pass. Uh, I thought he was afraid to make mistakes. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that that's the way it appeared to me in that game. And he continues to be an enigma. You know, he played really well in Europe at the start of the year before training camp opened. He comes over here. And again, the, the adjustments that he needs to make, he's still having problems making those adjustments. I'm not hanging the game on him or anything like that. I'm just pointing it out. Now, let me tell you about two other guys that came back into the lineup last night. Defenseman Zach Wierenski and Michael Delzato. Delzato looked like the Michael Delzato from two games ago. You know, he had to miss the one on Tuesday. I, I thought he was fine. Zach Wierenski, I thought he looked really good. I thought um, I thought he skated really well. I thought he created. Um, you know, I thought he looked like the Zach of old. Uh, would have been nice if that Zach of old would have had a goal, but it would have been nice if anybody would have had a goal, right? But uh, I, I thought he looked good, and that is a, that's a good sign for the Blue Jackets as they go into Nashville for their next set of games on Saturday and Sunday. But again, let, let's not lie about it. At some point, they have to start to put together wins and not go to overtimes and not go to shootouts, but get the out and out two points one day and then the next day and then another day. They, they need to do that. If they really want to be in the hunt when it comes down to the end, 
They've got to start winning some games. They've got to start accumulating points. As John Tortorella likes to say, you got to put points in the bank. And they're not putting in the bank after last night's game for sure. Not putting them in there. And even the overtime games and the shootout losses. In other years, if you're doing that against Chicago, not a big deal. Not a big deal because normally they're not in your division. So you're you're giving up one point. Okay, but you're getting a point. Okay, that's good. But all of these games are four-point games. All of these teams you're playing against are the teams you're vying for playoff positioning against. So it's important. They've got to find it. I think they took a step toward finding it last night, but they didn't find it. They didn't get the points. They've got to start getting some wins. There's no question about that. So today's the day that I could really go for a feel-good story. And the good news is I found one this week on Twitter, which is amazing because I don't think you find very many good things on Twitter, but I did. I did. I found a story about four girls from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, as you can imagine, even here in Ohio, the attendance to high school sporting events is very limited. In Michigan, it's even more limited. And when it comes to high school hockey, you don't get very many people in the building. But here are four girls that have found a way to get themselves not only in the building, but to bring the entire experience to the world. Yes, that's right. I said to the world. Now, their names are Amber DeYoung, Maria Rocco, Maria Jacobs, and Kayla Riley. Now, the ironic thing is they don't even all go to the same school. Amongst the four of them, they go to three different high schools in Grand Rapids. But somehow, through sports and friendship, they've all come together and they've been able to do a great thing. Now, the high schools that they go to uh, are Forest Hills Eastern, Forest Hills Northern, and Grand Rapids Catholic. Those are the three high schools that they go to. But again, they've all come together and they've been able to produce this hockey broadcast. And when I talk about producing it, I'm talking about running a camera, doing the play-by-play, and getting it out to the world. And those things might sound simple. They are far from simple. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. And these girls have taken to it, and they've really made a name for themselves. So I saw this story this week, and I thought, you know what? Uh, Last night's game was hockey is for everyone. And here is a great example of that. As these girls have gotten together, they went from individuals to group, and they are providing a great service, and they are making a lot of people happy. So I said to myself, you know what? For the Friday edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union, I need to talk to these girls. And thankfully, every single one of them was available. So I was able to get a hold of all of them at the same time and talk about what they do. So without further ado, let me bring you their story. So first of all, I want to ask you, who's who's the ringleader of this whole group? Who came up with this idea? Amber. Amber. Amber, tell me a little bit about how you came up with the idea and how you got your friends here together to turn you into hockey broadcasters in a production crew. Um, well, it all started back in November when I tried out for the varsity hockey team for the third time and got cut again. 
And Coach Bissett was like, this year with COVID, it's going to be really hard for people to see our games. And our football team actually had been broadcasting all of their games along with the volleyball team. And so he was like, oh, would you possibly be interested in live streaming the hockey games? I was like, sure, that I can go to the games then. I love broadcasting. I do it for school. I have a bunch of fun with it. Then I texted Maria Rocco, who is one of my ice hockey teammates. I was like, hey, do you want to do this with me? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And then we did the first game just the two of us, didn't go very well. We need more people because I cannot run a camera and do play-by-play at the same exact time because then the camera is not on what's going on or I'm not talking about what's going on. It just didn't work. So Maria actually, the other Maria, Maria Jacobs, my field hockey teammate actually texted me. was like, hey, do you want any more help with the live streams? I was like, yes, we need more help. And then Kayla was also asked by Mrs. Almasian to help out. And then that's kind of how our little group all compiled and created our group and we've been doing it ever since so unfortunately amber you learned at a very early age that if you're not going to be good enough to play anymore you got to go into broadcasting some of us learned that along the way you know well i mean i still play yeah well yes i I, I didn't i shouldn't have said you're not good enough you didn't when the chance isn't there anymore at at that level then you got to find another way to be involved right yeah yeah that's perfect all right so let me ask you, and I'll start with you, Maria Rocco. What, so what is your main job during these broadcasts? Um, my main job is just to take care of like it going live and keeping track of like the time and the score and stuff. And I'm basically like the tech person where I'm like in charge of like making sure the camera's in and like all the audio and everything's working. All right. So that's an important job because if that stuff doesn't work, it doesn't matter what anybody else does, right? Yeah, I think it's really important. Is it that, did you feel a lot of pressure in that the first time or the first couple of times making sure that everything was right? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure going on. <laughs> Maria Jacobs, tell me about your role in these broadcasts. Um, so I kind of switch off um, with the camera. Kayla and I um, will switch off. And then for the periods that I'm not recording, I'll usually like if anything starts to go wrong, like I'll try and go fix something. And I'm just like there to help or I'm doing the camera. Hey, I know from doing this for a long time, the person whose job it is to go fix some things is a very busy person. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Kayla, tell me about your role. Uh, And I know that uh, Maria just said you switch on the cameras, but uh, other than that, what are you doing on the crew? So um, usually I'm there the earliest because my brother is on the team. So I will help Amber set everything up or find a place to put everything before games. And then I do, I switch off with the camera with Maria when we just kind of switch every other game. So like one person will do two periods and then one person will do the middle period. So we're not always filming as much for each game. And then if Maria's never there, then I'll help Amber like set up the computer and do a scoreboard and that kind of stuff. So I kind of fill in and then they do the camera and set up and take down. So it's actually kind of an extra bonus for you. Maybe you wouldn't have gotten to see your brother play, but because you're part of this crew, well, you get in the door during COVID, don't you? Yeah. So um, I took like very first when they were doing it by themselves, I wasn't really aware that they were doing a live stream at all. So I was like, Aiden, can you try and figure out if I can use one of the coaches tickets to see some of your games? And then Mrs. I'm asking was like, you know, if you join the live stream crew, like you'll get into all the games. And I was like, oh, I would totally do the live stream crew. And then I was like, Maria, we should totally do it because her and I hung out all the time last year during games when her brother was on the team. And I was like, we should totally do this. We can go and see the boys play all the time. And it's been super fun with all four of us. It's 
So that's it's just funny how it all comes together because you don't all go to the same school, right? No. <laughs> Maria and I go to the same school, but no. All right. So so you just kind of been brought together through sports then, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's really neat how that happens. So I got to ask you when, when you first, so, so you kind of come up with this idea, uh, who was backing you, the athletic director, uh, your parents, uh, when you started to bring it to people, uh, well, I know Amber, you said that the coach kind of mentioned it to you, but uh, when you started to take it back to them, what was the reaction from everybody? We had a lot of really good reactions. For example, we have very big fans in Texas. Yeah, they get compliment. They're like, "Oh yeah, the grandparents in Texas are watching. Your biggest fans are watching today." <laughs> and we also have had people watch from England, which is also pretty cool because one of the guy's uncles lives there. So we heard he was watching and enjoying it. One of our close friends and one of my teammates, Abby Almasian, whose brother's on the team, was watching us yesterday and sending us videos <laughs> of us. And then just like the parents come up to us and say, this is awesome what you're doing. Like our family loves watching it. Like they're your biggest fans. They love that they actually know what's going on in the game. And this is overall really fun. Yeah. And that's a great part about it, especially this year, because people can't go and see what's happening at the game. So you're able to to bring it right to them. Uh, Maria Rocco, since you're manning that computer, are are you just focusing on the stream? Are you guys getting, uh, if you're getting any messages coming in, are they coming on your phones or are they coming on a computer? Um, for like what I do, I just focus on the screen and stuff. And like, if we get the messages in it might come on our phones, but like we do not pay attention to them until like between the periods or after the game. So what are you, I'm just curious, what program are you using to stream this? Um, I forgot the name of it because I don't have the computer with me right now. Or are you doing, are you doing, okay, let me put it this way. Are you doing it? Uh, is it, is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? How are you doing it? Um, I have it one second. I have to pull up the link. <laughs> Everything is at Amber's fingertips. I feel, is that right girls? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we have to scroll because they announced all the goals. Oh, that's all right. That's not a problem. It's team one prep. Oh, okay. All right. So, so are you able, do you have interaction with the fans or do, or do you find out everything after the fact? Um, we find out when the fans text the parents of the players who are at the game. So like Mrs. Elmassian, for example, will come up and talk to us. Mrs. Bogoma will come talk to us. Who else has come to talk a lot to of, Like, yeah, a lot of parents will come and talk to us about like their kids or before the game and in between periods. And usually like we're getting messages from people, like we're checking our phones in between periods and whoever's like saying one of Maria and I isn't using the camera or manning it. Like we have someone who's like checking the live stream to make sure it's working, like talking to people to see like, hey, is the volume working? That kind of stuff. So we'll just have like the free person checking to make sure everything's running smoothly or like we need to change anything. Maria Jacobs, how how early do you guys have to get there before games to set up all of the equipment that you need to run a broadcast? It's just 30 minutes or like, well, actually, I'm going to take that back. Usually we all get there like an hour early because you never know what's going to go wrong. But sometimes if we're lucky, it just takes 30 minutes. We can get there 30 minutes early. <laughs> That's not too bad uh, to, to get set up in 30 minutes, but I would imagine that you guys have done it now enough that you're in a set routine, right? Yes. Kayla and I actually set a new record for ourselves of setting it up yesterday. It was just the two of us because Maria had to work and Maria had practice. So I think we set it all up in like five minutes or less. 
Yeah, it was really fast. And it really just depends on what rink we're at. So, like, if we're at Patterson, our homework, like, we can get it down so quickly. But at other rinks, it's more, like, walking around, trying to make sure the Wi-Fi is working, finding a spot, make sure we're not in, like, the other team's way kind of stuff. So, we usually get earlier for, like, away games. But we've been pretty fast about setting it up now. Yeah, let me ask you about that, Kayla, because when you go to those away rinks, like you were just describing, what kind of cooperation are you getting from the people there? Because you always have to have the rink manager. Somebody's got to help you out and, and let you know where you can be, right? Yeah, I feel like it really just depends on what rink we're at. Like yesterday, we were at Ferris State's rink, and they were so sweet. They were just like, yeah, you guys are up in one of like the press boxes. It was so nice and super easy to quick pick, like pick up and like put down and that kind of stuff. But if we're at other rinks, um, it's usually more of like, can we find enough outlets? Is the Wi-Fi good enough? And most rinks are super nice about it, like letting us in, getting us like a spot to set up. But it really just depends on like what rink and if the other team like has their own live stream. Because sometimes we run into the fact that like we set up ours and they're like, hey, this is our home rink. Like we're setting up here. Like you guys need to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So Amber, I, I know you said that you play, but like, it, did you all play hockey? Or are you all hockey fans or has hockey just kind of brought you together in this venture? So Maria Rocco and I are actually currently teammates and I've been teammates for like, I think like the last two seasons. And then Maria Jacobs is one of my field hockey teammates. And I actually used to play hockey with her sister and she also used to play hockey and then Kayla's brothers on the team. So there, that's that's how it all breaks out. Maria Rocco, what position do you play? Um, I play forward. I play right wing. Right wing. What about you, Amber? Um, I'm a defenseman and center. Oh, okay. Well, that, you know what? The center has to have defensive responsibilities, so I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Maria Jacobs, I've, I've called field hockey, and that is a game. People think that ice hockey and field hockey are the same thing. Not even close, are they? No, not at all. <laughs> that was that was an education for me when I was calling field hockey. After a couple of times, I, I think I started to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of calls, which is funny because when you watch it for the first time, they're like, why is the ball stopping? Like, why why can you not run into each other? Why can you not hit each other? That's the questions that I asked myself too at the time. So I'm glad that you said that, Amber. I really appreciate that. Kayla, how much does uh, your family appreciate that, you know, first you get to be there and you get to see your brother and, and uh, I know there can be brother sister rivalries, but I'm sure he appreciates you being there. And you know, what's it just mean to you guys as a family that you can all be in the same place? Um, we're super excited that like, I just get to go to all the games because it's agency new year. So it's his last year playing hockey after this he'll be done and he took a break from hockey because he played super competitive soccer so and he played triple a hockey so he needed a bit of a break and he chose soccer so he's only been playing hockey again for two years and this is his last year so it's really great that i just get to see him finally like get to play again and he loves hockey so much so it's great for us to be able to all be there and watch the one thing that I didn't ask you about is the reaction from the players themselves. I mean, yes, the families tell you things, but look, in this case, the players are, you know, classmates and, uh, you know, they're peers and all of that. So uh, which one of you wants to at least start it off and tell me how the players have reacted to your broadcasts? Um, well, two, there's a few of them that go to my school, but most of them actually go to Maria and Kayla's school. But from one of them, Tyler Nicholson, he's one of the seniors in my grade. 
And he's like, we really appreciate what you're doing. Like our families love that they can, like if they can't make it, for example, his brother plays college. So like his parents can't always make it to their games. So he's like, it's nice that they can be watching his game while at his brother's game. So uh, Maria, when at your school, uh, what kind of feedback do you get? Are you guys rock stars with the hockey players or what? Wait, me, Maria, or other Maria? Yeah, which one? How many go to your school, Maria Jacobs? Um, I... A lot go to our school. Yeah. Okay, I a lot think, go to your school. Yeah, they're a lot, but... um, Yeah, I, like, see them in the hallway. Like, my favorite is Kaylin McLay. Oh, He'll come up to me, and I'll be like, yeah, my mom was saying how much she loved the live stream. Like, you guys are doing such a good job. And, yeah, they're all so sweet about it, and they always will come up to us and tell us how we're doing a good job. And it's just really good feedback. So Maria Rocco, are you embracing this somewhat stardom in the hockey community? Yeah, I am. I actually do not go to any of their schools. Yeah. Um, I just do it because um, I also am a senior and I can't go to like my school senior year hockey season. But like I have noticed like right before the games and stuff, a bunch of the players have like, come up to us and asked us to like, give um some of their grandparents or like uncles some shout outs and stuff because like they always talk about how highly they like appreciate us for doing it amber uh so all of you guys are in the grand rapids area and i've been to grand rapids many times because i spent a long time working in the american hockey league used to come in there and play against the griffins many times i, I was not happy with the outcome of that game whereas you guys might have been but um what what uh what's been your favorite hockey team amber who are the like who have you followed when it comes to hockey? So growing up in Grand Rapids, we've been very big Griffins fans our whole life, or like my whole life and my brother's whole life. And my brother's actually really good friend. He's 13, but he goes to the Griffins camp, hockey camp every year. So he knows, or at least he used to know all the players. He knows the whole coaching staff. They all have a nickname for him. He's me. He'll be down there saying good, good luck to all the guys. And he used to be best friends with one of the players, Robbie Russo, who no longer plays for the Griffins. And they had a very special bond, but unfortunately he's not on the Griffins anymore. But yeah. we know most of the players and the coaches, like Coach Simon, I've played with his daughter before. Their family is so nice. I'm part of a nonprofit with his daughter. And he's just been a lot of help with that. And just the hockey community in Grand Rapids is very strong and tight knit. Like, even though I didn't make the varsity team, I'm still good friends with some of the guys and like the parents all still know me. And like some of the alumni still know me from trying out the past three years. It's just a very close knit hockey community in Grand Rapids. What about you, Kayla? Uh, obviously with your brother playing, uh, you know, tell me about your hockey experience besides this and your brother playing. Well, so when Aiden quit, it was crazy. I went to my first varsity game, like three years later, he comes back and you walk in and as Amber said, like everyone is so close knit in Grand Rapids, like through hockey. Like I walked in and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you guys are back. Like Aiden's playing again. All this, like everyone was this big deal that Aiden was back. And it was crazy because everyone knows everyone in Grand Rapids who plays hockey. Like you somehow know someone like after the games, the boys are always talking to their travel teammates, taking pictures every single game. And it's really cool that they all know each other so well, even if like they quit or they all go to different schools, like they'll still hang out and that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, growing up, like both my brothers played. So we know a lot of people through hockey and it's just really cool to watch the boys like grow up and play high school and like how much they've changed. All right. Uh, Maria Jacobs, let me ask you this question. Having this experience, 
is this something that you might want to do with the rest of your life? Or what are, what are you looking to do? As, as the saying goes, what are you going to do when you grow up? See, it's funny. We got asked this the last time we had like an interview. <laughs> and I guess if I got the chance to be like a broadcaster for like hockey, I wouldn't, I would not hate it. Like that would be a very fun job. But um, I'll probably go into something math related, kind of boring, but. <laughs> hey. You know what? You could do advanced statistics. They're huge in sports now. And, and that's math. Yeah, there, there you go. You know what? Maybe advanced statistics is for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maria Rocco? Uh, what is it you're looking to do as you move on in life? Um, I'm honestly still have no idea. Like um, for college next year, I'm definitely planning on either majoring in like business and econ and communications. But like from doing all this broadcasting and stuff, it's definitely like opened my eyes up and like want me to like explore more like opportunities and stuff because like I learned something new and it's like really exciting to do let me tell all of you a secret when it comes to broadcasting I maybe maybe some people will say don't give that secret out but this is this is my opinion but I think it's I think it's a secret here you can go to school and you can get a degree in anything you want to and you don't necessarily have to have a degree in broadcasting but if you're in those schools and they have a radio station or they have a tv station get involved and do the kind of things that you're doing right now, because you could still wind up in that field and, and not even know it. So that, that's my little secret to all of you, but Kayla, what about you? What do you, uh, what do you want to do with your life? If you know, at this point in it. Um, so honestly, like before I was really focused on like, do I want to play college soccer or not? And I feel like that was a really big like decider of whether or not I want to play college soccer and like where I would go. But I kind of decided, like, I've played soccer my whole life. I think it's time to be done. Like, I'll still play, but I really want to focus on, like, finding what my next chapter is going to be. And I've really been looking into being a sports PR rep. So, like, kind of that kind of field of um, publication for a sports team. So, I think that would be really cool. And I think that this is really just kind of added into that, me wanting to still do that and find, like, a college that will be good for me to keep doing that. That's great. And, Amber, I did save you for last because – you handle play-by-play on the broadcast. And uh, and that's what I do in my job. And I am very fortunate to do it at the National Hockey League level. Uh, I, I talked to you earlier in the week because it was Amber and I that made the contact to set this all up. So by the way, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And uh, and you said that broadcasting is not necessarily the, the direction that you're going to go. Tell us what you're going to do. So as much as I love broadcasting and I would love to work for ESPN and work in sports broadcasting, I'm actually going to school nursing on pre-med track to become a pediatric oncologist. Well, that is, um, that's a much more noble uh, career than hockey broadcasting. Work in sports broadcasting a little bit though. You can, you can. And and like I said earlier, it's not about, it's not necessarily about the, the degree. It's about finding a way to do it. And you know what? Even if you're going back in and doing high school games and rinks, wherever you're going to college, or, or maybe it's after college and you're back at home and you want to do that, this is always something. It's just like playing, you know, most of you will probably keep playing whatever sport uh, on the rec level for fun, right? As you were talking about, you can still get together and broadcast for fun. This is something that nobody can ever take away from you because, Amber, you guys already know how to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank all of you for uh, for joining me and talking about your journey 
there in Grand Rapids and about doing high school hockey. I think it's great. I, I, there are so many things about this that I think is great. I think it's that you don't all go to the same school, but you've all been brought together. There are, there are little connections that brought you all together to the same place. Uh, you all share the duties. And the bottom line is the biggest thing is you're making so many people happy by putting out these broadcasts. So many people that can't go to games and uh, they are able, you were able to bring the game to them. And like you've said, it's all over the world. It's amazing. It's all over the world. So uh, girls, thank you so much. Congratulations on being brave enough to put this together and for doing a really great job of it. Amber, is there anywhere, if people wanted to check in on a game, uh, when do you have a game coming up and where can people find it? Um, so currently the next game is this Saturday at Patterson against our hometown rivals, Forestell Central Rangers. I will not, me, or, uh, me and Maria will not be there because we actually have a game in Ann Arbor that ends 40 minutes before their game starts. So we can't make it back in time. But Kayla and Maria are doing it on Saturday with the help of Maria's brother, Noah Jacobs, who will be taking my spot for Saturday's game. But then we will be back on Monday against Hudsonville, which is also at Patterson. And you can find the link to our live stream on our Twitter account. Well, on our hockey's Twitter account, which is hockey FHNE or FHNE ice hockey, which you probably can't see because my screen's really bright. <laughs> but pretty much if you look up FHNE ice hockey, you should be able to find our account. And then they post the game day links every game day and the start time for the broadcast. And it's also posted on our sports website, FHE Sports. I think it's .net. It might be .org. But if you just Google FHE Sports, it should pop up. And our athletic director, Ben Sherman, posts that every game day. Yes, and also thanks to Mr. Sherman. He was the one I reached out to that got me in touch with Amber and got this whole ball rolling. So, uh, girls, you're pros. You really are. I mean, the way you carry yourselves, the way you talk about this, the way you're putting this together to bring it, bring it to the people, as they say. Um, I just thought it was a great story. I'm glad I ran across it. And I'm really appreciative that you took the time out to talk with me. And uh, no matter what happens, you were part of a National Hockey League podcast, at least for a day, right? Uh, <laughs> Thank you girls so much. Thank you. Thank you. You know, stories don't get much better than that. I don't think so. I think that was great. And I would like to thank again, uh, all four of them, Amber DeYoung, Maria Rocco, Maria Jacobs, and Kayla Riley for joining me on today's show. And you could see the joy in their faces. They really enjoy what they do. They're in high school and they're giving back. I think that is not only so important, but I think it's so great. I think it's awesome that they are just enjoying every moment of being together and bringing hockey to the people, as I said in the interview. Bring it to the people. And they're bringing it to people all over the world. So I'd like to thank all of them for joining me today. And I would like to thank you as well, of course. Blue Jackets are getting set up for back-to-back -back games in Nashville. We've got a couple of afternoon games coming your way tomorrow at 3 o'clock and Sunday at 3 o'clock. So afternoon action, see if the Blue Jackets can go down to Nashville, come up with a couple of wins. I know it's one game at a time and all that stuff. You got to get the win on Saturday to get the win on Sunday, blah, 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 blah. But they need to start stringing these things together. I cannot be more, uh, I cannot put any more emphasis on the fact that they've got to start putting some wins together. They've got to start putting some points in the bank. You know it. I know it. They know it. And they need to start getting it done. So 
3 o'clock face-off time tomorrow, 2.30. The pregame show starts on Fox Sports Ohio and the Blue Jackets radio network. I hope you join me for that. And uh, as I said, hopefully Blue Jackets will get it done in the Music City. Thanks once again for joining me today for this edition of CBJ and 30. It's been presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.